Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lower Education. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Rob Thompson. Hello, hello. And today we are entering into the 13th grade, also known as freshman year of college, which Let's uh, go. is, I think, the time that I really... Like, it's so weird for me that senior year of high school to freshman year of college is on a chronological scale, not very different at, at all, but for some reason, my memories between one and the other are so much more vivid. <laughs> vivid, more vivid for college, I assume. Yes, like there's no reason that they should be from a chronological perspective, but senior year of high school is just ages behind. Well, maybe, maybe that's just when you started getting cool. Yeah, started paying for friends. Going there we go. Frat. There we go. Uh, there we go. Validation. That's what we all need. No. Uh, so <laughs> freshman year of college. I guess I'll go first. I usually ask you. Freshman year of college for me was just being the biggest SEC frat star one could possibly be. Just being obsessed with the brotherhood. Um, not caring well, about grades. How well do you think you executed on that? Do you think you were the brother? No. I I <laughs> I was more of like this guy needs to just calm down. He's trying too hard. <laughs> and I'll gladly admit that. You uh they let you in due to numbers. Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> they need a little they, more uh, cash flow. They had a quota. I was technically technically a legacy because my grandpa was <laughs> in the same fraternity I was, so that was the only reason they got by. I snuck in, but um, no, I mean, overall, it was a, a good time. You do a lot. Of, I think everyone in general does a lot of self-discovery during freshman year. You make your mistakes. You um, go downtown way too much. Your grades suffer. And you go back home, and you're like, damn. I miss getting fucked up, despite the fact that I said I was going to get better grades and go out less. Um, but no, uh, let me think if I can think of any solid stories from freshman year. While you're Uh, thinking, I'll, I'll, I'll go on mine while you're thinking. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I had a girlfriend going into freshman year. I was one of the people who made that mistake. If anyone, I don't know how big our audience is, but if we just happen to catch that one person who isn't in college yet, my only advice to you is just just break up with the, the other person. Just do it before college. It's not going to work. You're going to have significantly less fun if you maintain that relationship, especially if she doesn't go to that school. But that's my little PSA, but the actual story comes with because I had a girlfriend – I didn't feel the need to impress the new ladies around me. And because I didn't feel the need to impress them, honestly, I already had my girlfriend, so I didn't feel the need to impress her as well. So you pair that with an unlimited meal plan and no real desire to go to the gym. Uh, Freshman year gave birth to the myth and the legend that I and my friends refer to as Fat Rob. They (laughs) They call it the Freshman 15. Mine was, no lie, freshman 35. Um, I think I ended high school at 185, and the heaviest I weighed myself at the end of freshman year. So in one calendar year, I went from 185 to 220. That's pretty Um, impressive. Yeah. yeah, If it was muscle, everyone would be like, whoa. Yeah, but it was literally the opposite, you know. Um, Just had a weird, skinny, fat, mostly fat, just, you know, just undefined, like, dad bod going on. Um, Like, not not even, like, a cool dad bod, because I feel like you can get a cool dad bod, you know, when those were hot. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, 35 pounds. That was my freshman year. Um, Bad haircut. Had a girlfriend the whole time. She dumped me the week of finals. Um, That's just... Okay, so I'm is, a proponent... Is this getting of, sad? Is this getting sad? <laughs> this isn't funny anymore, is it? This is just getting uh, sad. I'm a proponent of 
not extending a relationship that doesn't need to be extended. But she could have at least waited till the end of finals week to not emotionally destroy you before 30% of your grade was in question. Do do you want to hear something? This is going to make me sound like such a fucking loser. Um, So I agree. You're right. She broke up with me the Sunday before finals. Um, which in part took a huge toll on the mental health and just the, the ability to focus for for finals. But the worst part, man, the worst part, like I hate even admitting this because like looking back, like it was just so stupid. But I, I was a year older than my girlfriend at the time. So like she was a junior in high school, I was a senior. And I know I'm not the only person to do this, but like I was a freshman in college. She was still a senior at our high school. And you know, I stuck it through. I felt like I was the good guy who was like, you know what? I like this girl, so I, you know, I don't need to be single my freshman year of college. And then the moment she gets accepted into school and her senior year of high school is over, she kicks me to the curb to do exactly what I told her I wouldn't do. So, I, you know, it's just a bad look all around. You know, just just going back on the PSA. Listen, guys, just especially if they're younger, cut them loose. Cut them loose. It's very tough scene. Yes. So I know we have an actual topic to speak on, but here I am at the end of freshman year, 35 pounds heavier. So fat, single, and it's the summer. And I really don't feel comfortable going to the pool and taking my shirt off. So she, uh, she did a number on me. Uh, but yeah, so not really a funny story, but I guess it's kind of funny. It's, it's easy to laugh at now. We can post fat Rob pictures, uh, on the Instagram. I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to have to get some because to everyone listening, me and Rob didn't meet each other until junior year. So I had no impression that he was ever fat Rob until <laughs> someone showed me pictures and I was like, what the hell is going on here? And I just had an, just an ugly mop on my head too. So it was, you looked uh, like a a grease ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yes, I did look like a grease ball. Um, All right, you got a story, or are we gonna roll into uh, the t- the subject? I still have not managed to think of a story during this entire so, time. Okay, so me, I got you, one. I was about to say you bragged about not having your memory repressed, and now it's repressed. I had the. Meanest teacher. I actually had two characters, just absolute characters as teachers. One of them was, I want to say her name was Susan Whitehead. And she taught math modeling. And she was the meanest human I have ever met (laughs) in my entire life. One time there was a kid with a stutter who asked a question. And after he stuttered a second time, she told him to spit it out. Oh, no. And then one time someone was asking an elaborate question and she tried to give an answer to it. And he was like, I'm not sure I'm really getting it. You know, could you run over it again? And she just goes like, well, this person's clearly not going to understand what we're doing. And then just what about teaching the class? Um, What do you think that guy's doing now? She had to have Uh, cut him down, like from a self-confidence point of view, like, that's just unrecoverable. I mean, I think he's probably a big Biden guy now because Biden's <laughs> whole thing is the stutter. Oh, um, God. I think he probably wrote her an email and was like, look what we can accomplish <laughs> now. You don't know how how high I can fly. Um, Ooh, my... I got a story. One... <clears throat> Let's hear it. Or, yeah. So, I got one more story just in case. Oh, then, or did you have a second one? You needed to do. I had a second one. Um, okay, I'll book I'll, in. I'll, I'll book in I'll, this with my. So my, my my story went first. We'll go with your two, and then we'll end with mine. Sounds good. So my teacher for my freshman year Odyssey class was this really brilliant guy who was an organic chemistry professor. He got his master's and PhD at Columbia in chemistry. Just like genius, but he was old and a little bit senile. He also was overweight, one of the slowest moving individuals I've ever met, and smelled horrible the entire time. So the way our class was structured was uh, there were four separate groups. One group had to present each week, and there happened to be four Asian girls in our class, one in each group, just 
by pure happenstance. Okay. So three three of these Asian girls are uh, American. You know, they are probably from, you know, regular places like you and I. There is one foreign exchange student who has a pretty thick accent. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Just something to note. So one day, the girl with the accent is presenting. And the professor of our freshman year Odyssey class stops her mid-presentation, looks at her and goes, I feel like you present every week while there's three other girls, Asian girls sitting around. And she's like, uh, no, (laughs) I think, uh, I think you, you must be confused or something. And he was like, are you sure? And, the way the class was structured is he sat at the front and all of us sat behind each other. And we were just all losing our minds behind him. It was yeah, like the... Uh, <laughs> it's a bad yeah. look. It's a bad we were, look. And I will say, like, he was definitely, like, a little senile and in poor health. So mm. we we kind of let it slide. Um, but we did find out that in... I want to say it was, like, late... 90s early 2000s we googled this because it was a local story we just we googled him because he was such a character when just say wild things all the time yep and we found out that he got in a bunch of trouble with the university for using research grant money to throw a party and he got trashed at it <laughs> and so we, <laughs> he gained our respect that day here we go although he continually lost it after he would say uh Things that are definitely considered racist now, but that someone who was born in like the 30s would probably think it's okay to say. So that so, means we give them the yeah. pass? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like, it was, <laughs> just because they say it in the 30s doesn't mean it's okay now. We found that about him early on, and then over the course of the semester, we were like, this, is, this guy is... He needs to retire soon, or he is going to be rightfully out of a job. Soon. I was about to say, or else, like the the actual university is going to be under a lawsuit. Yeah, but um, yeah. Last quick story before we of freshman year before we go into the actual subject matter at hand. Um, <clears throat> the Creswell jumper, no, the Russell jumper. Oh my gosh! How could I forget? Yeah. So, long story short, this. Like he, I think he, I think he was a foreign exchange student actually, but he got super hammered and just went up to his room on like the ninth floor of the freshman ninth dorm, floor, yeah. and then just fell out the window. And they had to stop telling us to go. <laughs> they had to stop telling the other freshmen to stop walking by like the dent in the ground. I definitely should have started with the fact that this dude survived because this sounds. Yeah, like, I was about to say. Let's clarify this. Def- yeah, as soon as I said that, I realized that sounds like we w- <laughs> we would just go look at where the guy died. Um, so yeah, the big thing is this guy gets super drunk, falls out. He's so drunk, he's got that alcohol blanket on. I guess he lays there for maybe forty five minutes to an hour. He falls literally like a hundred feet. Should have died. Anyone else would have died. He gets oh, yeah. up and walks back, gets on the elevator, I guess, and goes back to his dorm room on the ninth floor. Um, actually, so I told someone about this and they didn't believe me. So I Googled the story recently and found out the details. So he gets up, walks in, and everyone should know that there are people who work the front desk and like let people into the dorms. So they question the people uh, who were working the door that night. Like, why didn't they call the police? Because this guy had like legs broken, ribs destroyed, a punctured lung, and could like probably barely walk. Yeah. And they were like, uh, he just looked like he had a rough night downtown. And they just let it slide. Like, those people kept their jobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, so he walked to, he was still like pissed drunk at this point, walks to his friend's uh, futon on the first floor. So he didn't go back up the elevator. That makes more sense. He he just wakes up at like, he's still drunk, falls back asleep, wakes up at like noon or something like that. And I can only imagine he's just like immediately like, ah. Yeah, when does the pain set in? 
Yeah, I have no clue how he fell back asleep. Uh, but that that actually is one of the most insane thing that's I've ever happened slash partially experienced. Yeah, that happened like what? Would you say a hundred yards away from us? Yeah, I mean, I lived one floor above him on on oh, Russell. You, oh, you were in Russell. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, nice. I was in Creswell. Um. But anyway, so all right. So, you know, way too long talking about freshman year. Way too long. All, although Rob being fat, sad, uh, my racist and mean professors <laughs> and a kid falling 10 stories and destroying his body is pretty funny. I have something way funnier to tell you about today. Hit me. It is the 2007 Boston bomb scare. Oh no. Here, so there is a real Boston bomb that occurred. And yeah. I want to say that was 20, 2014 or 2015. This has no relation. Okay. This is, is totally separate. Um, so just gonna, everyone know, enjoy we're not joking about that. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one. But the reason <laughs> that Christ. this bomb scare is particularly funny is because the people, the good, the good folks at Adult Swim, uh, a channel which some people think is very strange and is very strange, but I am quite fond of. They had a guerrilla marketing campaign where they put up a bunch of things that look like the equivalent of light brights, and the entire police department bomb squad got called in and thought that these were all bombs and they became a national embarrassment Wait, for it. What did they look like? I'm going to send you a picture. It's hard to, but they look like light brights. You know where you put those little pegs in yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. you turn them on the light? Yeah. That's literally what they look like. And some of the cause descriptions of it is like there were exposed wires, some electrical tape, and a battery. So we thought it was a bomb. And it's like, you mean almost every electronic that exists? Where where was this visible from? So I guess I'll start at the beginning. So are you familiar with the show Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I've heard of it. <clears throat> Never seen it. So I personally haven't seen it, although I'm, I consider myself a big Adult Swim guy. And essentially, it's a bunch of characters. Like one is called Frylock. He's a bunch of French fries. There's a guy who's a soda drink, yep. a literal meat wad called Meat Wad. And it's just uh, a cartoon and some ridiculous characters. And so they were coming out with a movie called Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. Um, and oh, there are these characters in the show called the Moonanites which I guess are supposed to be people from the moon. And they look like little light bright characters, like a little just boxes, like eight bit characters, not threatening at all. Um, so in 2006, there was this grill marketing, uh, campaign where they essentially hired people in 10 different cities to go and put these little light bright things in different places. There's this artist named Peter Brodowski and he gets reached out to by this company interface Inc. Who's the marketing company that came up with this scheme. And they're going to send him 40 of these little light bright panels and he's going to put them up all over um, Boston and Cambridge. And, Essentially, him and this guy, um, Sean Stevens and Dana Seaver, they go and these they put these lights up in, I think it was mid-January, and then later in January, they put the remainder of them up, and all of a sudden, one day, this guy, Peter Burdovsky is walking to the train station, you know, the the MTA, and he notices there's a bunch of cars there, a bunch of police cars. <laughs> and more than anything, he notices, hey, I think I put one of these 
light bright things up here a few days ago. So he kind of asks around and he discovers that, oh, this is the reason they're here. And they have the bomb squad and egregious <laughs> amount of cars. And they think this is an IED. And he takes a video of it because I guess he's like, I mean, technically, this is a very successful marketing. I was just about to say, it's got some attention. That is, that is more press than you would ever pay for. So the Boston Police Department thinks that this thing that is by the train is such a threat that they call Homeland Security. And they use another bomb to blow this bomb up. What? They actually took it out? Yes. No. Like, they brought in the bomb squad. And it's so funny to see because it literally just looks like you, you know, cracked a DVD player in half. And that's that's pretty much the level of, of bomb this is. And so that's generally what happened. And in my opinion, that's not necessarily what's funny. I think where this gets pretty funny is this guy Berdowski figures out that, you know, the police are investigating this. And so obviously he's a little concerned about, you know, As he getting arrested and investigating for a terrorist attack. Also, Let's talk about the fact that he sees all these police cars, sees this bomb squad, and isn't immediately just, f- like, freaking out. Like, he do- he takes some actions, but, like, he's not freaking out. He seems like a pretty calm guy about that. What do you think you would do so in this wait, situation? I'm just confused. By the time he got there, had they already blown it up? Because, like, why didn't he be like, no, 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 no. It's not a bomb, you idiots. Don't blow it up. Or we see like some kind of sociopath like, yeah, I'll 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 say a little, but I'll let them look like idiots. Um, so it wasn't blown up at that point. I mean, I think the thing is, it's something that you know is pretty minor and you might not you might think like, oh, they're going to figure out it's not a bomb. They're going to just figure out it's like something someone put up. It's best to probably lay low. Yeah, that makes and, sense. That and, you sense. know, not do anything. Uh, and then once the like they blow it up, you're like, oh, these guys are serious. But at the same time, I think my initial reaction would be like, are these guys dumb? Yeah, seriously. Like, how's... Seriously. <laughs> How stupid do you have to be? There were helicopters, a huge crowd of onlookers, the TV station, and, you know, the whole nine yards. All because Adult Swim was releasing a movie? Yes, based on a fictional meat wad, a well, okay, so french fries, a drink. Now that you say that, though, think about how hard that must be to explain. He probably just sounds like the next crazy homeless guy on the street. Like... One homeless guy could have been the first one to say, this is probably a bomb. Then the police have to take it seriously, bringing the bomb squad. Then this, whatever his name is that you just said, who put this up, he walks in and says, no, this isn't a bomb. This is for meat wad and french fries. (laughs) Fry lock. Fry lock. If I'm the Um, cops, I'm telling that guy to kick rocks because... This is let's do, definitely a bomb. Let's do a little uh, role play here, Rob. I'll be the guy um, who planted the thing, and you'll be a cop working the line. All right. So, um, so do I start? Uh, I'll start. Okay. I'll lead. Um, excuse me, officer. Can you tell me what's going on here? Sir, right now we need you to get back. There is a potential bomb here. We have our bomb dogs, our bomb robots, or whatever on the scene. But for right now, for your <laughs> safety, you need to get back. Um. So is it like a, a big bomb that someone like called in a threat, or do you do you guys just find something? We we got tipped off that you know there's there's clearly some exposed wire. It's a very colorful thing. It basically looks like an angry piece of toast. 
we're thinking this could be the the marking of a serial bomber, but this is the first one. We're not sure yet, but it looks dangerous. Um, it's even got uh, some mad pointing eyes down. So clearly, this is a hostile threat, and I seriously need to explain to you, you need to evacuate the premise. Officer, are you familiar with Adult Swim? Yes, I never let my kid watch it. Um, so, you know, there's the show where there's a fictional... Does this have anything uh, to do with the bomb, sir? Uh, no, you know what? I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna go about my day. Okay, thank Uh, you. Have a good one. Don't let anyone else come down those stairs, I swear to God. (laughs) All right, and see. There we go, good work. I think I'd be a good cop. Um, yeah. Do bomb dog <laughs> do bomb go. dogs exist? <laughs> I they definitely do. Uh I will say, like, if you were just asking the cop, like, do you like do, are you familiar with adult swim? Like, you just need to leave at that point. You're not gonna get <laughs> that's that's what I was getting at. It's just like even if you tried to explain it, they would not listen. I wouldn't listen, honestly. But um but no. The better thing is, imagine being the cop that probably told him to piss off and then figuring out that if you had said something, your unit wouldn't look like complete idiots and blow up an advertisement. Like, I wonder if that Not cop only lost that, his job. You probably get a medal, too. How do you get a medal? I mean, you find the bomber. With that being... Or actually, I guess it's not the bomber. You probably defused the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. What if they just um? What if they just let? They just stuck with the narrative that it was a bomb, and then that dude, like, in part, turns himself in, and they just run a complete smear campaign. Like, like the the U.S. government, Homeland Security, like, draws up this whole oh, narrative gonna, on this guy. We're gonna get into. Th- we're gonna get into that. Are you serious? Something along those lines. Let's go. All right, hit me. So, um, at 10.05, um, they kind of figure out, you know, like, this is a this is a hoax. And so, at noon, you know how I said, obviously, these bombs, or these, not bombs, these light bright things have been put up all over the city. <laughs> so... <laughs> People are calling and finding these, which to be fair, these have been up for weeks. And so they close, they close off the bridges into Boston. They call in the state police in a coast guard to stop all the boats from coming into the harbor. Oh my God. All because of these little light, bright looking Dude, things. How, do, how does it make you feel that? The, these types of people are in charge of our security. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate being overly cautious, but it just sounds like no one actually thought to really figure out what these things were. Like, they seem very spooked, and it just doesn't have me feeling great about the the people who uh, who protect us. Sir, we uh, we have a bag of trash in the middle of the road. I think uh, there could be some insurgents hiding in there. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, a damn bag of trash makes more sense for a bomb than a damn bright light. Honestly, yes, you, you're correct. <laughs> All right, so so you're on the opposite end of the spectrum where you would just write off anything. <laughs> We have a we have a man <laughs> running so. down the street with a bomb strapped to his chest. Ah, he's just he's just joshing around. Yeah, what what danger could he possibly pose? See, you would get people killed on the other end of the spectrum. They they just embarrass themselves and waste an egregious amount of his tax dollar or our tax dollar. Which you can make the argument that the U.S. government, you know, they they might they, they might rather uh, sacrifice a body than <laughs> than take a, a tax dollar hit. Is that wrong? Oh yeah. Is that wrong to say? I mean, is that wrong to say? You got silent. Is that not? Is that not I, cool to I don't, say? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so <laughs> on, in the, on this in, episode of 
Rob and Matt get flagged. (laughs) (laughs) We're already on some list. When I said I want to make a snowman version of a PS5 flying into the Twin Towers, that was it. That was Kurt. Well, my Google search right now has Adult Swim bomb threat. So I think we're both, uh, yeah, we're we're, we're definitely on some lists, and we're probably uh, taking off future employers' uh, lists as well. I was about to say something actually kind of incriminating that I'll tell you after the fact. Uh, um, so in the next hours, in my opinion, are two of the funniest events that take place. Okay. One, Brodovsky reaches out to the ad agency interference and is like, hey, uh, you know, things aren't going great here, you know. The Coast Guard is called in, uh, the bridges are shut down, and we have helicopters. And the executive told Berdovsky, keep everything on the DL. <gasps> yes. Which is just, it's just some New York ad exec who's coked out and thinks he's the man and can solve <laughs> any problem. He's You go home, I'll take care of it. You know, like, uh, if you ever watch, like, early Vice videos, it's a lot of them just going to be like, we went and talked to, uh, like, gang- like transvestite gangsters in Ecuador. And it's, like, a compelling topic, but it's just kind of, like, shitty journalism. And the people who are doing it think they're, like, such hard asses yep. and everything. I imagine that's exactly how this guy carries himself. He's like, we're going to get this taken care of. Like, the Coast Guard ain't shit. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, the Coast Guard believes you have, like, 15 bombs. So you definitely have the leverage. <laughs> that's true. Uh, what if the ad exec just uh, reaches out to the police department and is like, LMAO, fucking idiot. Like, that's all he <laughs> says to them. Or what if he just, like, doubles down? Like... I want this picture released to every news. I know it's already circulating, but like I want this and I want this message or else we blow it up. <laughs> it's just, just like just like become a domestic terrorist. Well, but I mean, are you actually? Because <laughs> cuz at the end of the day you can just say, "Hey, you guys listen to me. All I wanted was for you to promote our movie." Now, the threat of actually blowing them up May get you some jail time, but... I was about to say, I think there's a a gray area. I'm not... Listen, I thought about going to law school. I never took the LSAT, but I think that might be illegal. Adult Swim only operates in the gray area, so... (laughs) This is true. Dude, their legal team has to go through so much. Do you think like a half-ass bomb threat would be anything different? Well, yeah, but still... But I think it's something they could potentially get out of. Yeah, Eric Andre's lawyers would be able to to have exactly. this set up pretty quick. Exactly. Um, well, anyways, so speaking of Adult Swim, the executives at Cartoon Network have to come out and now say it's a publicity stunt. You know what? And the reason, you, you... Uh, the reason that they have to do this is because an analyst. At the police station, I guess I'm not sure if that's technically a cop or if it's someone who works at the police station. Yeah, what is it? It was like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe it's like I think it's probably somewhere in the detective ranks. Maybe kind of sorts through papers and whatnot. But regardless, someone who works at the police station is like, hey, uh, I recognize that. That's from the Adult Swim show Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which. That man is incredibly brave. One, because he is admitting to his co-workers that he's an avid Adult Swim fan. Which is, as someone who's a huge Adult Swim fan, I don't think I would ever tell that to any of my co-workers. That's when you say, hey listen, I was with my my, uh, extended family this weekend, and my little cousins were watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that. You don't say, hey. That's my shit. I know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, exactly. And I picture the guy going into, like, he's faced with just a huge existential crisis at his desk. He's just, like, dripping sweat. 
it's like one of those things where uh in I'm trying to think of a good comparison. I I was almost going to say something bad again, but no, we're not doing that. Um, but anyways, it's just he is like, am I going to be the martyr that goes down as the adult swim guy in the office to stop this investigation and, and call <laughs> off this madness? Personally, I don't know if that's a sacrifice I could make. Uh, I don't think I could. I like to imagine that the guy goes to the he goes to his lieutenant first, and then his lieutenant brings him into the chief of police office, and he's like, "Sarah, we got bad news and more bad news. The bad news is that you know we got this all mixed up. It's actually some cartoon from Adult Swim, something that losers and uh, weed smokers and heroin addicts watch." And the even worse news is that our newest private is an avid watcher of Adult <laughs> Swim. <laughs> so, so uh, Officer Johnson needs to be taken back for a drug test immediately. Yeah, they're like, son, you've done a great service to this city. You've uh, you've stopped a lot of madness, but uh, we're gonna send you to the lab. You're, we're gonna need to get some work done and make sure you're not on anything. <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force. What a name. Well, um, when you said that the Cartoon Network had to come out, obviously Adult Swim is the late night version of Cartoon Network, but I just didn't make that connection when this all first started. Like the fact that Cartoon Network had to come out, like the ones that are releasing like, oh, what's a hot Cartoon Network show back in the day or now? Ed, Ed and Eddie. But even then, that was a little that was a little edgy for a kids show. But like, like like Pokemon, like the people who are like pumping yeah. out Pokemon have to come out and say, "We did not plant bombs across Boston." <laughs> I also it kind of blows my mind that the Cartoon Network executive is also like I figured there would have been an Adult Swim and a Cartoon Network guy totally separate. The fact that it's the same guy. The duality of that man's mind. No, no, no. I, I'm, th- is... I'm thinking, I'm thinking there are two executives, but like, but like, think, of, but like, the, since the Cartoon Network guy is the highest up, like he had to, he had to be the voice, and I just imagine him looking at the the Adult Swim guy, like, dude, I let you get away with so much. How did you do this? How? I also, <laughs> I picture it like uh, the call in the Cartoon Network guy and they're like listen this is usually the Adult Swim guys uh, grenade to fall on but we we just don't trust him in this case and it's him like cutting apart different it cuts over to him in his office like cutting apart different parts of action figures and gluing them back together to make like one Frankenstein action figure and, and the Cartoon Network exec is like I understand I get it <laughs> We need you to fall on the grenade on this one because there might actually be grenades throughout the city. <laughs> um, so, next they arrest the guys who went ahead and put it up. And they don't arrest them on the charges of actually planting bombs. But they arrest them, arrest them on some pretty serious charges, which is that they intended for these to be hoax devices to raise like a public scene what so essentially yeah the district attorney asserts that these guys were trying to scare the public and i think this was them being like listen we just gotta try and make these guys look bad we look so dumb right now that's exactly what's happening um and obviously, you know, these guys aren't doing anything. And the nationwide media, the Boston Herald, the Boston Globe, LA Times, New York Times, pretty much every major publication is like, you guys are idiots for doubling down on this. This is not going to stand up in court. Um, so when these people were put out on uh, for a press conference, the two guys who were accused, Stevens and Burdovsky, they made a massive miscalculation. Not Burdovsky and Stevens, but the Boston um, 
just court system did when they allowed them to give a press conference because it was filled with adult swim fans who it's tough who brought who brought signs that said stuff like free peter (laughs) we all we all thought it was pretty funny um and one of the narratives that the mayor's office tried to play into was you know like this is post 9/11 we got to take everything seriously and uh he said like 9/11 2001 never forget no. so a bunch a bunch of people made signs that said 13107 never forget <laughs> to make fun of the mayor at the press conference um and essentially this is just still getting tons of national headlines and the people at uh, Adult Swim kind of have to, you know, change up their marketing tactic at that this point. So they actually do something pretty funny, in my opinion, where they go ahead and say, like, on they put stickers next to all their LED signs, and they say, this is not a bomb, <laughs> which... I would say it would make me think it's definitely a bomb yeah. if I was not aware. Yep, I'm in the same boat as you. I I would be more more weary of it. Um so one of the craziest fallouts from this and something that is actually kind of wild to me is that the Cartoon Network officer was so I guess disgraced by this marketing campaign that he had to resign. What? That's what I'm saying. No. The general manager and executive vice president, Jim samples resigned in recognition of the gravity of the situation that occurred under my watch. And it's like, dude, nothing occurred under your watch. These guys are just idiots. Seriously. What? That's, that's insane. Because my resi- my question was, who from the justice system, police department, national guard, whatever, who of them got fired? I just I was not expecting the cartoon guy. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I I picture. Uh... Like, just a bunch of mass holes being like, you can't fucking fire me. I'm the biggest Pats fan around here. <laughs> I fucking do it. I'll suck Tom Brady's dick right now. Um, keep the Boston they're like, that's gr- <laughs> they're like, that's grounds to stay. <laughs> you're, allow- you're allowed to stay. He's proven himself as a true Bostonian. I cannot believe he had to resign. That's what I'm saying. And then to avoid a lawsuit from um, who? Uh, from the city of Boston. That's bullshit. They donated a million dollars to the city of Boston and a million dollars to Homeland Security. Oh, wow. What is. I, I don't get it. The Boston had to have something on these guys. I mean, seriously, like. You know this was just some beat cop who, who like, just took it and ran with it, and then he just couldn't control it once it got too big. Like, he, he was the first one to go past it and say, this is a bomb, and then everyone, all of a sudden, when they hear a bomb, they freak out, rightfully so. And then by the time it was too big, he couldn't contain it, and now people are losing their jobs and having to donate $2 million because one dude thought a neon sign was a bomb that's ridiculous um it is ridiculous and if i was cartoon network i would have been like come get me in court let's let you sound like an idiot in the court in front of a judge and a jury and the national audience and try and paint this as us being terrorists (laughs) Try, try and paint the same network that provides you with Tom and Jerry in the morning as a terrorist. 
actually, you know, Tom and Jerry has some pretty violent animations uh, that could definitely incite some radical can, action. Can you so. imagine that argument being made? Can you imagine the the, the court sketchy the court sketches happening? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, as you can see right here, the mouse shoves the double barreled shotgun. Or no, no, no. The mouse runs into the hole. As you can see, the cat puts the double barrel shotgun <laughs> in the mouse hole. Listen. Pan to inside the mouse hole. The mouse is redirecting the shotgun back at the cat. <laughs> the cat fires. Boom. Cloud of smoke. He's lucky he's not dead. <laughs> it's just the picture of Tom with his, you know, covered in soot because yep. he just got blasted by a double barrel shotgun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, does this look like a peaceful network to you? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot tell me that the Wiley Coyote and his TNT for the Roadrunner was not indicative of a future event taking place. I think we're seeing a connection here. <laughs> this, these people are crooked. They're dangerous. Dare I say it, Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Dare I say it, Al-Qaeda. That's just... It, it, like some other lawyers in the back. This guy is like a, a prosecuting attorney for the district or whatever. And some lawyers are in the back are like, this is the eighth time he's gone for Al the Al-Qaeda thing this <laughs> month. That's <laughs> like, yeah, that's your, that's your last line of hope. Just blame it on terrorism. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sir, I don't think this evidence, or the judge is like, this is hearsay, this evidence is not going to stand up, but your honor, Al-Qaeda. <laughs> All right, we'll take a 30-minute recess and come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love, I, I picture the two lawyers in Discovery, you know, talking about, you know, what evidence is going to be brought up and whatnot, yeah. and are going to be like... Where is your cache of, of TNT that you put in all the cartoons? It's like, sir, this is it's not a physical cache. Where is it? Show us the TNT. They get one of those old robots to pick up each individual bright light to, to see which, <laughs> which one detonates it. Yeah, the the defense attorney's case is he just brings a a bright a light bright on you stage just, you just and took just the puts words the out pins. of my mouth. Damn it! <laughs> it just does that. Then looks at the jury, and goes, "Arrest my case," and it just pans over to the prosecuting attorney, absolutely distraught. He's, <laughs> He's been <sweating>. eviscerated. <laughs> just shaking. The pl it's the thing where like the plaintiff looks over at the attorney, he's like, You fucked us. <laughs> so what do you think happens when I pull this red one? And then just <laughs> just an audible gasp in the courtroom. <gasps> Don't do it. No no no. <laughs> then all of a sudden a separate bomb threat's called for that bright light. Yeah. <laughs> this is the case of Cartoon Network. Uh, against the people of the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> Two. Oh, man. Um, so, the, uh, the San Francisco, uh, police sergeant, his name is Neville Gittins. Um, he was one of the officers in another city where they put the light light bright things up and they asked him like what do you think of it and he's like honestly i think it's a pretty cool campaign if you ask me <laughs> you know just the, shitting on yeah. the boston police department you know the, the, uh, the chief of police from boston just gives them a call like seriously man seriously you know how hard this is you know how hard this is um so essentially the legacy of this and what happens is these guys go to court and the argument from the defense attorney is very funny. Um, it's pretty much like <laughs> the argument is uh, the description for a bomb 
also fits the description of just like an unplugged VCR and the lawyers won because they were like, you cannot distinguish your description of a bomb from a VCR. You should probably have some better language dictating what's a bomb and what's not. Listen, all I'm saying is I walk walk into my home every day after work and I'm afraid of getting blown up, okay? Anytime the kid or the dog gets behind the TV stand... I'm nervous because I don't know what could happen next. It's just him being like, oh, something got unplugged. And he looks behind the TV stand at the wires. Oh, honey, call the police. <laughs> get out now. Drive as far away as you can. If, if everyone get out. Get out. <laughs> Tom, this is the third time this week. We're not doing this again. <laughs> You're gonna have to I'm your- getting a divorce. <laughs> Keep the dog outside if you don't want him unplugging things and getting behind the TV. Um, okay, so essentially these two men get off and their lawyers are like, just don't talk about a bomb scare at all in the press conference. So they go to the press conference and these guys are big Adult Swim fans, so they're definitely some characters. Uh, so they just spent the entire time discussing hairstyles from the 70s. What? <laughs> the the two guys who got off were like, listen, we're only answering questions about hairstyles <laughs> from the 70s. <laughs> Which is a hilarious move, in my opinion. It's just so disrespectful. I love it. Very disrespectful. So, um... That's the the end of the event within that year, but there are a couple other things that happened. So, in 2015, for the fifth season of the show, they were going to have an episode where they referenced this and essentially made a bomb scare, but Adult Swim pulled it from the air. They weren't going to let it air. However, it was uh, released to the public uh, on, or it has never been, it was originally never intended to, to be released, but it was illegally leaked online in 2015. I might have to watch. I've never seen the show, but I, so I won't get it. But something that is really funny is the character, the Moonanite, his name is Ignanoct or Ignig. Yeah. Ignanoct. Uh, for the DVD case, they put, they dressed him up as Osama bin Laden. No, Which is pretty genius in my opinion. That's terrible. Um, and that goes back to the Al Qaeda. Nice pro- that's that's the argument they were trying to make. They were just playing into it. The the prosecuting attorney who has now had his career ruined by this case and trying to compare them to Al Qaeda and everyone else to Al Qaeda is, you know, he's he's taking unemployment checks. He's living off of. Ramen, divorced, his kids won't talk to him. He's walking through Walmart one day, sees the DVD, grabs him, he's like, I knew it the whole time. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, in 2014, this story does have a nice ending. So... The artist that I was talking about in the beginning, or I never mentioned that he was an artist, actually, but Peter Burdovsky was a local artist, and I guess that's how he got in touch with the ad agency. Um, He eventually, in 2014, got hired to do the light show for the Boston New Year celebration. What? I know, right? They said it was, uh, you know, he was a young man at the time and may have, you know, made a mistake or, I mean, it, I don't even think he made a mistake. I was about to say, they, they, like, they made the mistake. They also admitted they made a mistake. Yes. But, uh, so yeah, they hired him to go ahead and do the light show. Um, and additionally, they got him to do an article kind of looking back on it and something I think that is just hilarious is they did a poll of Bostonians whether they could tell the difference between a light bright and a bomb oh my god they are just shitting 
on that initial response, like in that team. I mean, it was, it was pretty egregious. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, this story had a happy ending. Good. It, it, for me, it sounds like Boston tried to, the city of Boston tried to save face and be cool at a later date, but like, you're just not, you're not recovering from that. Yeah, I will say in the end, it just brought up all their, their old, yeah, why would you, you know, transgressions and the, the wrong things they did in terms of dealing with this. Yeah, why would you bring it, yeah, why would you bring it back up? Like, hey, we're cool now, but remember that one really stupid thing we did? Yeah. Here he is. Remember the guy's life we tried to ruin for trying to make a living? Jeez. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's the story. I wish it had a uh, a more wild ending. But in general, I think that's a pretty wild it's story. It's a very wild story. Law, law enforcement getting very well carried away. Yep. I would have to agree with that. Um, so, Rob, we are in college now. And a lot of people get by in high school just attending class you know no god doing the homework the bare minimum but your gpa matters now and you gotta work for it so i'm going to assign you your first bit of homework on the show as your teacher it was gonna have to happen eventually okay all right if you had to guess what do you think the assignment's gonna be just anything some kind of oral report that's due by the time we record again. That is not it. All right. <laughs> um, so I am going to ask you to make a list of a lot of the largest, I guess you could say, um, legal and uh, government issues and i mean that in the smallest sense i mean like uh like what do you think are a lot of problems that we face as a society today or or what legal ordinances do you have a gripe with like maybe you're very pro jaywalking maybe you think too many rich people don't pay taxes and just come up with a list of gripes it can be very small it can be very large maybe the park that's being built down the street from you has taken too long maybe they've okay they've added a bike line Alrighty. to a busy road you know give me a list of very small grievance grievances you have with either the local the state or the national government can do can do all right i think it's a, a pretty solid assignment to, to wean you in yep and like most Homework assignments, I will do it 30 minutes before it's due. <laughs> Glad we're setting that precedent early. Um, but now that you've been assigned homework, uh, what is your big takeaway from this one? My big takeaway is, apart from the guy losing his job, bravo to Cartoon Network and to Adult Swim because... No matter how hard you try and how much money you pour in, you will never get the return on investment in terms of ad spend like you did with this. So, bravo. I'm sure it was worth it, honestly. I'm sure you got way more viewership um, than you would have if there wasn't a potential bomb threat. So, good on you guys. What about yours? I'm going to say before you call in a bomb threat, uh, or not call in a bomb threat, not like make a threat, but call in to report a bomb. It's a very big distinction. Thank you. Very big distinction. Make sure you've properly vetted, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean properly vetted? If something, there's a bomb, do you want me to go check it out even more? I don't necessarily mean that, but I'm saying <laughs> yeah, take you know a step what? back. Let me go yank some wires myself. <laughs> take a step back and go like, does this look like children's toy, i.e. <laughs> light bright, <laughs> or does this look like bomb? That's your test. If you ever see something alarming in public, say to yourself, 
children's toy or bomb? <laughs> or just go around and start yanking some wires and see what happens. <laughs> that's your homework. That's the that's the listener's homework. <laughs> yes, go go find some loose electronics in your city and touch the wires. It can be attached to a light post. You know, just out in the street, dig through your dumpster. That's your homework, listeners. Um, so I guess on that note, thank you everyone for listening. Follow us on social media at Lower Education. Please continue to like, share, subscribe, give us some reviews. Um, and yeah, I think that wraps it up. Thanks for joining. Peace.